So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. My next guest is a, a, a true leader in the balanced life category. Uh, she's the owner instructor of a Sugar Glider Kitchen, a baking school in Hartford, Vermont. She lives in a small farm. She lives on a small farm with her husband, two dogs, two cats, and chickens. I love the chicken part. Uh, she bakes and cooks from the bounty of her property. She's the author of Bake It Like You Mean It, which I love. Leave, let them eat cake. My life from scratch. Sugar baby and pie and pie it forward. And has been featured in Better Homes and Garden, People Magazine, Us, Yankee Magazine, and In Style Magazine, just to name a few. She appears regular on regularly on the Today Show and the Talk, and she's the host of Food Network's Baked in Vermont. She lives in Hartford, Vermont. I just got back from there. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Jacina Bullock Prado. Thank you for having me. I was correct on everything, right? I, I was really yeah. Cool. You were. You did great. You I'm did good. great, and it's so nice to talk to a fellow baker. It well, makes, I'm, me, I'm, it I'm, makes my heart happy. Now you, you okay? Like you know, let's let's get this right, okay? Fellow baker, you're being nice. You are like the LeBron of baking, okay? <laughs> Rashawn McDonald is like a high first round draft pick, okay? Don't you know? Told I know the game. I can dribble. I can dunk. Still, you know, I have an up and down game here and there. But you are the LeBron. So let's get that straight, okay? <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I'm blushing. Well, you should be because of the fact that first of all, I read your book, and let me get a little history about me, Rashawn McDonald. I'm. I'm I, my wife always complains. She said, "Anything I do, I, I'm good at." Okay, in 2012, I was pranked on a talk show that I co-created with Steve Harvey to bake a cake. And I wound up baking three cakes. And that's 2012, and I launched into a baking career, never baking anything prior to that. I have an app. You're a natural. You yeah, are a natural. I'm a natural. There are people who just have a knack for it. It's, it's in your blood. You have butter in your blood. Absolutely. That's why it's great that I met you finally. Because, see, see, being natural means that I'm just in the kitchen. I do everything. Uh, I'm, everything's measured. I'm not like my, my mom. You know, she just goes in there, just pick up some sugar in her hand, just throw it in there going, really, mom? Really? Or was that a half a cup or a cup? <laughs> baby, baby, don't be bothering me. I'm cooking. I'm baking. Okay? And so so when I read your book, and I'm, I'm recommending this book, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I want your your team to send me a uh, a social media post so I can put on all my social media. It's called you got it. Fantastical Cakes. Okay, and it's 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 one of these books that you can put on your coffee table if you want to. 
okay, because the pictures are amazing. The book cover is amazing. But when you open the book, she changed my life, okay? Oh. You changed my life. Oh. You know, for me, cake does, I mean, it might sound really silly and superficial, but cake and, and baked goods can really change lives. And, uh, you know, you being a natural, you know how it feels to you to bake. Because for people who, who love to bake, it is meditative. It is so crucial, especially when you feel like life in the world isn't kind of going the, in the right way right. or on the right path. Right. You can find time in your kitchen to create an environment where you find happiness and your own meditative space. And baking does that for me. I'm sure it does it for you. But the finished product, too, if, once you give it to someone with all your heart and your soul put into it, it can change someone else's life because you don't eat a ham sandwich for a wedding. You right. eat the wedding cake, right? That's the big thing. Same <laughs> anniversaries. It, you know, now they're making divorce cakes, whatever. But it, it is one of those things that you need that cake to know that this is a moment of, of great celebration. And to me, that could be any day. That could be every day. It should be. But. You know, and then I've had customers when I did have a pastry shop mm-hmm. who had memories, like when how you said your mom baked right. or how she bakes, is that there's some people who they're like, I, I, I miss my mom. She made this thing. She did exactly what your mom does mm-hmm. that she didn't measure. And they're like, I need this back in my life because I miss her so much. Mm-hmm. And being able to have that in my life again will recall her memory. Mm-hmm. And being the baker who can recreate those memories for someone mm-hmm. is such a special thing. It's like, it is, it is the gift God gave me to be mm-hmm. able to create things that bring back memories for people. And thank you for doing that. And thank you. Um, we're going to talk about it later because I got two breaks with you about you making that transition and, and following your path, your, your blessing. And that's what you're doing in your life. Yeah. You're living your blessing here. But let's talk about the book here and why Rashawn is uh, so passionate about the book. See, I just I just bought a new oven. I had a, 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 a wolf oven. OK. And um and I automatically assumed that when I sh- it was brand new, it was only three weeks yeah. old. Okay, so this is a good conversation with me. Okay, and so I put I you know I got a bottom and top because I bake all the time. Every Tuesday I bake six desserts for my staff in my Atlanta in my Atlanta office. I'm just telling you how often I you're, bake. Okay, so I you're bake. a good man. You're an angel. <laughs> and so and so I I put it on three fifty or three seventy five or four hundred, but I noticed <laughs> it was something off. With, yeah. the, with the heat. And so I yeah. wrote it out. I wrote it out. And then I opened her book. And she said, dummy. She might have just said that to me. Dummy, don't trust the oven. I didn't say ovens. dummy. I didn't no, no, say she dummy. might have said that to me because I was. <laughs> I trusted the system. She said, look, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but the most necessary implement in your baking arsenal is probably not being truthful. She's talking about the oven. Your oven is lying to you. Okay, fine. There are some ovens that are true. That hold temperature properly, but there's a rare oven indeed. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's so unfair. It's cruel, <laughs> right? Because you can't bake without that stupid oven. And then one of the things that people complain the most about in recipes is that, it, like, it took me 20 minutes longer than it said in the recipe. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. because your oven is a big, fat liar. Mm-hmm. Your oven is a liar. <laughs> and so everyone knows it. Everyone who has an oven, eaten, whether it's a wolf, which is one of the best ovens in the world, yes. or it's just, you know, the tatty thing that you got from your grandma that, mm-hmm. you know, barely works. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes those actually work better. Absolutely. It, they're big, fat liars, those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Liars. And so, and so so that's the beauty of that. So now she, so so. 
at the very beginning, she gives you structure and rules to play by in the baking business. That's what I really was found fascinating about this book. Because, you know, the average baking or cookbook, they just start, you start baking. Start baking. Yeah. And just so, but there are rules you have to play by. And you have to understand flour is different. Tools of the, of the trade you have to have working there. And I want to talk about something that, that the, the freezing of cakes the, you, like you, yeah. in your refrigerator, you say, Rashawn, you look at my refrigerator. She didn't say that to me, but a book says that. That Rashawn, if you look at my refrigerator, I always have layers of cake just frozen, ready to be served. See, yeah. uh, in my mind, I, I, when you say that, I go, okay, it's frozen. When do you unthaw it? Is it stale? See, see, I'm, I'm freaking out right there. So walk me through that whole process, okay? Well, first off, in freezing... Many layer cakes, you improve the texture of it because when you cut into the cake and you look to the side of it, what you're seeing is called crumb. Mm -hmm. And when you freeze that cake, once it has come to room temperature, oftentimes it tightens in a really nice way. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, and I know you've done this, when you cut a cake in half because you want multiple layers, Mm -hmm. when it has come to room temperature and then you lift the top off and you're like, I have just shredded half of the inside of that cake. Mm Mm-hmm. If right. you freeze it for a little bit, it literally tightens the crumb. So if you're going to cut it in half, you don't want to freeze it completely. You just want to get it nice and solid inside. And then once you slice it in half, you don't lose any of that cake. That's the first part of freezing in that you can cut your cake in half and actually still have cake left. Okay. Okay. The now, other thing is. That's, that's, that's amazing. Wrap, that's amazing. I, yeah, I, I, I want I to I I hold that thought down. Okay, because yeah. I want to I want to get the details on it because I'm telling you, reading your book has changed the way I'm approaching. I, I you know, life is about fear and walking into the unknown. And you have opened turned on the light in the room for me to walk in with courage now in the kitchen, and that's really something special. And I want to drive that home to my audience that that this book is not only fun and easy to use, but it will change the way you approach in a good way to do the kitchen. We'll be right back with more money making conversation. I'm with the LeBron of Bacon. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm having such a fantastic time with my guest. Uh, I, I jokingly call her, uh, I'm a high draft pick, you know, in the NBA game of the baking. And she's the, the LeBron James. She's an mvp er You know, always takes her team to the championship match. She has a fantastic book out that I've been, uh, that's changed the way I approach uh, my baking in the kitchen. It's called Fantastical Cakes. Uh, she's back on the phone and we're talking about it. Please let me know. Why did you write this book? And we, before you do that, explain the whole thing about the frozen layers because, it, you know, my wife freezes everything. I'm going to just tell you, my wife is so much a part of this conversation because she's going to be so happy. She freezes everything. I just go, why? Why? Why are you freezing everything? Rashawn, if you just listen to me, baby, it's going to be good. So to have, a, have you talking about this is amazing to me. Okay? Talk about this. Well, well, the, uh, the the thing to me about the freezer, it is just it is kind of like going get it, hitting the jackpot when you find things that you forgot were in there, and you're so excited to find them again. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing. But <laughs> when when you freeze when you freeze layers of cake, first of all, you have to wrap them really well in plastic wrap, and then I wrap them in another layer of aluminum foil, um, and then mm. so they're protected because like ovens, some freezers are jerks and their temperature <laughs> is very unregulated so like if you have ever had the ice cream and you get the crystals on it oh yes it's because you're it's because you're it's because your freezer is dipping and rising in temperature and just being cruel to you mm-hmm. 
But in general, layers keep really well and oftentimes improve in texture. And what I do when I start assembling cakes from the freezer, I take them straight from the freezer and start building my cake. And the reason that works so well is that once you start putting the filling, sometimes fillings are a little looser than the outside icing, they will set almost immediately so that you can start stacking the cake really fast without having to take breaks. So if you have a really loose filling and you're like, uh, I have to make sure that it goes into the freezer or whatever so that it sets. If you have a frozen cake, the second it hits that cake, it kind of like goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> and then you can, keep, and you can keep building really fast. By the time you're done with it, you can refrigerate it. And within an hour or two, I mean, those layers will thaw relatively quickly. So you're not going to have to worry about serving frozen cake to your guests. Okay, because see, and that, the taste that, of it is going to be phenomenal. Because that's been a problem with me because, uh, like I told you, every Tuesday I do a big dessert spread, at least six desserts for my staff. And I've been, and I, you know, I work a regular job and then I go home and I usually bake these things overnight. And so, the, but the cake thing, now I realize now listening to you, I can bake it on Saturday or I can bake my layers on Sunday, freeze them. And then on, yeah. on, on, on Sunday, Monday night or wake up Tuesday morning when I do the presentation is just pull them out and do my whole yeah. icing and then I'm good to go. You are a queen. You're the best. Thank you. It, okay. it, you're very welcome. And it makes me happy because I know that they're kind of two different heads from baking layers to the actual assembling and decorating. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have two different days to do that. So you don't have to switch gears right in the middle of it. And uh, that's an amazing thing. Now let's talk about your your your, your baking school. That I off air, I just been raving about this, and let, let's bring it on air. And um, about I want to come to your school. It's in uh, Hartford, Vermont, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Tell us about that, and tell us how one can go uh, go online because you will be seeing me. You may be see me in January of. <laughs> Or maybe in December, because you know, I, when I go on vacation, I'm going to Alaska in in in, in May. Going to Alaska, oh. May. So you're becoming one of my bucket lists. You're one of my bucket yeah. lists. I'm, okay. I'm here. I, I'm going to put a reserved little plaque on on the seat for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. So tell us about your baking school. Well, I I've been teaching over a decade. So mm-hmm. I, I I was teaching at King Arthur Flower off and on for a decade, and I loved it so much. And my husband, I was in Maine teaching at another place called Stonewall Kitchen, and my husband comes in at the very end of it because he's the most supportive guy in the world. Mm -hmm. And at the end of after class, because he stayed for some of it illegally, he said, you have to do this all the time. Like, you were made to do this. Thank you. And and I said, where, where, what? And he goes, we have your baking space. We'll just convert it into a school. So he actually does the dishes on the weekends for the class. So whenever he complains about it, I go, this was your idea. Um, and so it's really small <laughs> classes. I know, it's like dishes. Why would anybody want to clean chocolate? Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm, your idea. Mm-hmm. So it's only 8 to 12 students. So I get to be in everybody's business all the time, which makes me so happy because you get to connect with students. Right. You can make them comfortable. Mm-hmm. You can even, you know, it's so good to see someone doing something, not just reading it. Mm-hmm. But even when students go back to their tables, they stick, they're like, yep, get it, got it, got it. And then they start, and they're like, what was that again? Right. And then I can just jump on them and say, okay, I'm watching what you're doing. Your hands are doing exactly the opposite of what your brain is telling them to do. And I can, like, correct them right then and there. And then they can have that wonderful light bulb moment of, that's what I was screwing up. And it is just, I just love to have that connection with students to make them realize things like, sometimes it's your oven, 
Isn't it great when you find out that it's not you, that it's something else entirely sure, that's messing up your you. life? Thank you. Thank and you. then just kind of give them the confidence to move forward in their kitchen. And they don't have to use my recipes. They can, like, look at whatever they want and be able to decipher what they have to do and maybe even do it better than what the recipe's asking of them. Okay. So that's, it's just, it's my favorite. And people come from all over the country. And people make friends and email each other after classes. Mm-hmm. Maybe some enemies. I don't know if they screw up something <laughs> in partnership. I don't know. Well, well I, I'll be I, doing. I haven't heard about any enemies. I'll, I'll be doing the coconut cake. That's, that's one of my little favorites. <laughs> coconut cake, the banana cake, and the carrot yeah. cake. Those are my three cakes that I will be making out of the. Just starting this weekend, I'm going to do the carrot cake because I'm a fanatical fanatic about I carrot love cakes. Carrot cake. I the, love the Palm cake. Restaurant has one of the best carrot cakes in the country. I'll go in there and get that. So so let's talk about you, my friend, some more about this step-by-step instruction for baking, piping, and finishing. It's called the uh, B-A-D-A-S-S method. Yes. Which is... Uh, I'm not going to say it. Good. That's why I'm, she, I love her. I love her. She, she's protecting my show, okay? The B-A-D-A-S-S method. It stands for bake ahead, damn, assemble, smooth coat, and spruce it up. Tell us yeah. about that method. <clears throat> well, I think some people get so, like, they see layer cake and they feel like everything has to happen at once. Yes, ma'am. And I wanted to break it down for everyone. For instance, make the layers ahead of time bake ahead, mm-hmm. freeze it, have them ready to rumble when you're ready. And then the next thing you do is assemble. This has nothing to do with the outside. You're creating a sturdy structure that's going to be so delicious. And if you take the time to pipe a dam around the inside layer of the cake, so you're, you're going to make sure that any filling that you mm-hmm. have on the inside isn't going to start, like, you know, uh, muffin topping out of the sides of the right. cake. I call it spank. It spanks for cake. You know, you're keeping everything. That inside. I never knew about. That I never knew about. So that's why I'm saying her book, that little dam she's talking about, you know, putting that little that little circle around the edge and holds the filling inside. Never, never right. knew about that until I read the book, Fantastical Cakes. And so if you look at all these things on Instagram, which is what everyone is aspiring to, these really smooth, smooth cakes, it's because people took the time to make the inside of the cake really well-constructed. The other thing that's possible is those those could very well be styrofoam cakes. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't rule that out entirely. Mm -hmm. But if you want a real cake that looks gorgeous, taking those few steps will make your cake look gorgeous on the outside, but also taste better on the inside. Because if you take the time to like pipe the filling, you'll have an even amount of filling for each bite. And so a great ratio between filling and cake, which is crucial. This is, this is awesome. Um, I'm on the phone with uh, Jacina, right? Jacina Bullock. Yeah. Uh, And she's uh, author of the book, Fantastical Cakes. You may have seen her on television, Today's Show, The Talk. Um, she's amazing. And in regards to what she's doing for me as a, as a, as she says, I'm a natural baker. But any natural baker needs structure. The book gives a lot of really cool structure to what you should be aware of when you walk in the kitchen from the type of flour that you use, the type of non-stick pan versus stick pan, knowing that, hey, you know, you want your, your pan sometimes to stick so it can Make sure the, 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 the layer that you cook stays to the edges and doesn't shrink. Little things like that that I didn't even know about that she just enlightens you about. And then the amazing dam that she talks about to be able to keep all of the icing that you put between the layers in place. It's a, you know, you, you wrote a book, I felt, for, for me, I think for a lot of people out there who 
who want to be, a, a, I think, a, a starter. It's a starter kit for baking because of the way you approach. Uh, my wife is going to laugh because she has King Arthur flour in our mm-hmm. cabinet, and I never mess with it. I'm a gold medal guy. Okay, I don't mess with that flour. I don't mess with that flour. <laughs> and if you say you work for King Arthur, she's going to just, oh, uh, when I walk through that door after this show, it's not going to be pretty. I'm just going to I'm gonna blame it on you. But I'm also going to blame the fact that I'm going to come up to Vermont, and we're going to spend a weekend uh, with you and have a great time and enjoying your school and just living a good part of life. And that's what I, that was my big takeaway when I read the New York Times article about you and your husband mm-hmm. and and your life in 19 years. Yeah. And uh, it's a balanced life, and I respect you for that. And uh, I, hopefully you'll come back on my show because I feel I have, I would a, love to. I have, a, I have a friend. But also you're going to see me uh, more than likely, I'm going to just tell you, probably going to be January, MLK weekend. You know, because my show is all, my show, I'll be a repeat on that Monday. It allows me to travel that weekend. And so you're going to get a booking. And thank you for coming on my show. Don't forget, send me those banners. Fantastical Cakes is my book. Keep winning, everybody. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great. They sound great, too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.